Hi there, and welcome to Grief is My Superpower. I'm Mark Lemon, award-winning children's author, bereavement ambassador, and your host for this podcast. Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible people that get open and honest about their own experience with grief. When I was 12 years old, my dad was murdered, and my life changed forever. I try to explore with my guests if it's possible to live a happy and fulfilled life after the death of a loved one. You can find me as The Dad Author on Instagram and at the Lemon Drop Books website. For this episode, I've travelled to Surbiton in London to speak with Dad B Girls YouTube star, Sarah Conder. Sarah is wife to Joel and mother to her four girls, Casey, Grace, Sophie and Chloe. Sarah speaks to me about the death of her brother and how it's changed her outlook on life. You can find Sarah on Instagram as Sarah Conda and at the Dad V Girls YouTube channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave us a comment. By doing this, it will help us to reach more people in need of support at a tough time. This podcast is in support of children's bereavement charity, Winston's Wish. I am here in sunny Surbiton with the lovely Sarah Conda. <laughs> and How it is sunny today. It yeah, is sunny. It is sunny. I'm good, thank you. You're good, good. And thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. No, thank you. Thanks for asking me. No, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, so the rationale around this podcast is to try and help as many children, y- young people, adults as we can, to open up the conversation around grief. Um, but first, could you tell the listeners, if they don't already know who you are, um, <laughs> who you are, where you come from, all of that stuff? Um, yep, yeah, um, I'm just a normal girl. <laughs> um, yeah, so me and my family, my husband and my four children, we have a YouTube channel, Dad V Girls. Um, obviously, because they are all four girls, so it's Dad on his own against yeah. all of us women. Um, yeah, it's doing really well. It's lots of fun. So we're filming in our own house and getting them out. So lots of fun challenges. And I have to say that currently we are in their studio, which is in their house, which is quite amazing, having your own sort of little studio yeah. within Yeah, oh, this it. is like Joel's den. Yeah, Joel's den, is, yeah. yeah. But you, yeah. you need it, don't you? Because talking about last night, you had good um, we news. We did, yeah. We got 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. It is. I can't believe half a million people <laughs> like what we're doing. It's mad. So, yeah. Have you found that has kind of rocketed quite quickly in terms of the following and the subscribers? Definitely. Yeah. It's all, it's all gone very quick. We, um, f- very nice. I, don't, I, I feel very lucky and very blessed. Um, but, yeah, we just didn't imagine it to go this big, this quick, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you saw at the football, that charity football match, we had lots of people come in wanting photos. And and I always like to say, I'm just a normal girl. Like That must be quite a nice feeling in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, Um, and seeing the reaction on the young people's faces as well. Yeah, because they are, they're mostly young teenagers. Yeah, what would you say, so teenagers? From our YouTube, it would definitely be young um, teenagers. Are you able to give our listeners just a little bit of background as to your own grief story? Yeah, of course. Um, so my grief is my brother passed away. Um, we were so close, really, really close. As a family, we're, we're very close. Um, see my mum most days. Saw Mickey most days, so that's his name, Mickey. Mm. Um, he had a motorbike accident and it was just a complete and utter shock and it's just ripped 
the family apart. It was just awful, horrendous. He was 19 mm-hmm. um, and he had a little girl called Jamie, very beautiful, and he had a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a motorbike that day, so annoying. It was literally that day. Um, he put his little girl to bed and wanted to go out on his motorbike and because like I said we're really close he actually came round and showed us all so he came to my house um showed me and my husband um and then he went and showed my dad who was out with my sister but then I actually was getting married five weeks after this so I was actually sat um on the computer just looking at wedding stuff I just remember it really clearly um and Joel Joel's dad, Joel went to the gym. So after Mickey had come, Joel then went to the gym. And obviously he went and saw my my dad and my sisters and my mum. And he, Joel's dad called me, because Joel's dad's very religious. Mm. Joel's dad called me and said, I've actually had a message from God. And he lived in Spain at the time. He was in the middle of a mountain. And he just said, I've had a message from God. I don't know what it's about, but I'm praying for you, Sarah. Is everyone in the house? And I said, well, no, Joel's at the gym. And he said, "Um, okay, I don't know what it is, but I'm praying, lock the doors, don't let anyone in. As soon as Joel's in, just give me a call back. So I was like, okay. So Joel walked in and I just, I remember saying, Joel, like your dad's just rang me with this weird message. And I'm not really, I wasn't really, you know, in a belief about God or so it kind of went over my head, but Joel was like, why would he ring you? I don't understand why he would ring you and panic you like that when he when you told him I was out. I don't know why he'd do that. I said, it's fine. So I went back to the computer. Joel went into the kitchen to make a protein shake. He literally came back into the kitchen and he was white. His colour had just gone. And, and instantly I thought someone had got into the house because of the message from his dad. I, I just thought someone had got, the because I only had the two girls at the time, Casey and Grace. Right. Um, so I thought someone got in the house, so I'm panicking. And then Joel said, no, I've had a call. Your brother's died. And I just literally fell to the floor. And she, he said he's he's been in a motorbike accident. I remember I f- literally fell to the floor and my phone started ringing. I looked, it was my sister Emma. So I picked it up. I stopped crying for that split second to answer it. Um, she, I just thought maybe it's not true. like, And she'd confirm it. And her crying on the other end of the phone confirmed that it was true um so we actually called Joel's mum and asked her to come and sit with the girls which she only lived down the road but it just felt like that it took forever for her to Mm. get to get here so when she did get here she'd actually heard the name wrong and she thought that um Joel where's Joel was obviously crying down the phone she thought he'd said that Megdi had died which is Joel's best friend so when she came in she was trying to talk to me, thinking Joel wouldn't be able to talk and was asking me, well, how did he die? And I'm thinking, I don't want to know this. Like, I don't want to, don't don't ask me this right now. So, um, yeah, so Joel took me to my mum and dad's and then when I just got there, gosh, it was just horrendous. I just, yeah, I just I don't think I'm ever going to forget that look on my mum and dad's face that my mum was just sat curled up on the sofa Um it was just shaking, physically shaking. My dad was stood looking at his picture, just screaming, my boy, my boy, why my boy? Because mm-hmm. um, they actually had a baby called Anthony um, who died of cot death when he was three months old. 
So Mickey was the baby after that right. baby. And he was just everyone's world, you know? Like yeah. he just yeah. was, because we, I've got my sisters, but then, so they've lost two boys. They only had two boys and they've lost them both. It just didn't seem fair sense. at all. Yeah. It just, um, so that night was just us huddled around my mum we wrapped her in coats because she was just physically shaking. My dad was crying. Obviously, the police were round. Um, but what is really strange is that when it happened, the road that he was driving down is actually the road he was just heading home. He just about to go around the corner. Um, and a car was going down and decided that it's going the wrong way. So quickly did a U-turn U in the road. Right. And as it used the bend, it didn't see Mickey and it just hit him. Okay. And um, yeah, so it was Mickey was going too fast, so that guy could never get take the blame sure. because um, they said that Mickey participated in his own death. That's how they they saw it, even though it was very clear the man didn't look just you know mm. turn turn and and they said that Mickey was such a good driver that he could see that person turning and he tried to brake. Right. Had he not brake, the speed he was at, he would have just sped past. Uh, but because he broke, it, it, yeah, the collision. So, but the road that he was going down, my dad and my sister had just been at, at um, Amateur Dramatics. Um, and they drive that way, they were dropping somebody home. My mum was at home at this point and a ambulance sped past my dad. My dad just pulled over in the middle of the road, got out, fell to the floor and cried. And was like, that's Mickey. That's Mickey. And my sister was like, dad. It's like he instinctively. Yeah. Mm. He said in his heart, it, it just knew. He's mm. like, mm. honestly, he, he just knew. And he felt, he just, it, and my sister was like, get up, dad. Get up. Like, what are you doing? Um, And a neighbor come and helped him up and my, my sister said all she saw was my dad going up their stairs to use their toilet but on his hands and knees right. um crying that that it's his son but he hasn't seen anything there was no evidence at this point there was even a motorbike accident so it, my sister rang my mum was like you need to get here now some like dad's going crazy there's been an accident but he thinks it's mickey and my mum said she just knew as well she said as that <clears throat> mum and dad instinct that that they that, do say no. that you know, don't they? I remember when my dad died and and I was asked to cycle home, you know, and I was like 12 years old, so I was at school and it was the end of the day, end of the school day. And instinctively, you just know something awful has happened. It's, oh my goodness. You know, like a shiver up your spine. And, and when you were talking about um, everything seemed to take for ages, you know, like yeah. when you were waiting for mm -hmm. that to come round to the house and I, I I immediately remember that that sense of how everything takes so long because yeah. I think you're just wanting to know that you know what the news is you know yeah. so desperately aren't you gosh yeah, yeah. it is it's, it's takes yeah it just feels like everything's in slow motion and how you can re you just remember it all as well and it's funny because well not funny haha -ha, but funny that we were all in different position places, so your story of it is so different. Mm. My my sister obviously was with my dad, yeah. um, and then she called my mum when my mum got there. My mum's very quite matter of fact. My dad's quite emotional, 
Um, so my mum was just to just go look. Let's go see. Let's you know because she'd been trying to ring Mickey's phone. It wasn't answering. So she went. Um, in which case she'd rang Kerry, Mickey's girlfriend, and she they'd blocked it off. And she was obviously around that corner of the other side. So she got to the railings the other side, and just as she got there, she saw Mickey's bike. And on this side, my sister saw his trainer. So they kind of called and just at, all at the same time just knew it was him. But the police, because um, the bike had only gone through that day, um, all the insurance, the documents hadn't gone through. So they actually couldn't tell who the driver was just yet. So it took forever. My mum was trying to get through knowing it was him. Um, but then what we found out afterwards is actually just, it was just awful that when the car hit him, they fat they, um, sorry. <laughs> when the car hit him, they felt that they'd hit something, but didn't know. And they carried on driving for a little while. And, and my brother had actually got caught underneath. Right. So they dragged him. So they found the bike, but for ages they couldn't find the body where he was obviously underneath like yeah so but uh, well it's not but the only the only kind of peace of mind that is the police said that he died on impact right. he he um yeah so he he died instantly so he wouldn't have felt any of that but you know these images i guess you for, then, for loved ones peace of mind in a you know in a strange way that's you know yeah to know that they didn't suffer too much yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah. media. Um, how long ago was that? Um, so this was eight years ago. Eight years. Yeah, in yeah. March. Yeah, just and that, gone. And I yeah. bet it doesn't feel that long ago. Do you know it's, it's so funny because at one one minute it will feel like it's been forever since I last saw him, mm. and then with all the emotion, it's like it only happened yesterday. Mm. It's a constant battle in your head of just feeling like. You know, it was just, yeah, it just feels like forever that I last got to hug him because... You have those flashbacks, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or... Oh, we talk about him every day. There's not a day that he is not mentioned yeah. with us in this house, with me and the girls. Um, because obviously the two bigger girls remember him. Sophie and Chloe wasn't mm. born when he was here, but um, he used to do this thing where he would be like... Casey, do you want to see me tip mummy upside down? And she would get really excited. And he would—he was so strong, even though he was so much younger than me. He was so strong, he literally would pick me up and scoop me and tip me upside down and just kind of shake me. <laughs> so Casey and Grace would just laugh. He was just, yeah, he was great. Yeah. Um, that's quite a story, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah, I have told it well because I—I feel like no, it's, I think you did a great job, and and it, thank you for sharing because you know it's it's. It's hard enough telling it, but going back to those moments of, yeah. you know, remembering, hearing about the death of your brother, you know, is, is hard, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Because you have to go back to that moment. Um, do you think it's like changed you in terms of the parent you are today or the mother you are today? You know, do you oh, think definitely. it's kind of altered your, your outlook on the way you yeah. oh, definitely. look after your children? I think so. I think I definitely don't take life or or anybody in my family, friends, for granted. Um, I I really appreciate everybody um, that I've got around me, and I make sure. It's really funny uh, because my mum said this because Joel made um, a really nice video for Mickey for, for actually for his children, 
And it was really hard to make because we made it when it just happened. But he wanted that rawness of all our memories of him and even the accident of how it happened so that the girls knew everything. It was really lovely. But I said in that video that when Mickey passed away, I'm going to take what I felt that he gave to life, which was anyone around him, if you spent time with him, you would definitely laugh or you'd, be, you'd feel happy. So I just thought, I'm going to take that. And my mum said, you've done that. She's like, I said, the baby's crying. <laughs> She's like, you, uh, you, she said, you said you'd do that and you've done that. So always I just want to make people happy. I always put people before myself. I think it's... I think that's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, the, the rationale around this podcast, and it is called Grief is My Superpower, because in a sense, when you've gone through some so much pain, you know, to come out of the other side, you start to appreciate life a bit more yeah. and you see a lot more of the good in things in terms of, you know, your loved ones and your family and how you view everyday life. Yeah. Do you think that's the case with you then? De definitely. Honestly, if you ask anyone about me, I think that's pretty much what they would say. I, I My family is everything to me. Everything. Yeah. 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 No, I'm the same. It's, you know, the way I look at Otis and Thea and, uh, you know, spending every day with them and just, you know, like this morning, leaving the house and, you know, you just, you try and remember, you know, I remember seeing my dad leave for the last time through, you know, and it's like you go through those points, you know, probably like you mm -hmm. did with memories of, with your brother and, you know, did I say enough to them? Did I tell them I love them enough and all of these things? But um, like you said, th those are like the memories that you cherish, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny that you you say that about the last because actually when Mickey came here to see me um obviously it was March it was cold he was just in a silly tracksuit um he didn't have any protective gear on because he was so excited to wear his bike ride his bike he didn't have anything on and I actually had his huge fluorescent jacket here and he was at my front door and I said to him let me grab you your jacket you need it it's cold and I went to get it and he was like no 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 I don't want it I don't want it I was like, no, please, just put it on. And he wouldn't. So I've still got it because it was just like, oh, as his big sister, obviously he, was, he wasn't going to listen to me. But, you know, you just, you think it could have been seen. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I had his trousers and his jacket. And you've kept just, it yeah. to this day. Yeah. 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 But those are the things like uh, anyone, you know, listening to this who, who've lost someone or, you know, bereaved, you know, you, you try, I think it's, a positive thing that you keep hold of those things i know i've got a, my dad's jacket at home you know and, and like these little things yeah, that you keep, yeah. Isn't it? it just, just means yeah yeah and so many people have said to me oh god i wish that i had kept such and such that belonged yeah. to them or you know to sort of at least just hold yeah. and, and feel and smell i wish i had more photos yes i don't you know back back eight years ago we didn't have instagram or anything like that so it, it isn't the way it is today of taking photos so that's why I actually really like Instagram because I'm, I can take pictures of the girls and it's just there for yeah. me and them to see. And it's just, because I'm actually not very good at taking photos, just as in to remember to get my phone out. I enjoy the moment. I'm very much, if I'm on holiday, I'll be on holiday. But then afterwards I think, oh, if anything happened, I want more photos. So it's, it's a catch 22. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I I can, like this week, you know, I've been places and I thought, I've left. I was like, oh, I should have taken a photo for that, you know. But 
I think there is a positive to it that you're so in the moment yeah. and you're having such a good time that, you know, you, Not you, worried you don't about capture your it. Yeah. It's a bit like going out with your mates on a night out, you know. There's a good nights when you don't have any photos yeah, at all yeah. to tell, you know, put a good thing to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think, have you had any coping techniques that you've maybe used after the death of your brother that have been useful? Yes. Um, so I started a diary, not a diary of dear diary, but um, sorry. <clears throat> what I what I done was I got a um, a diary. It was actually a Mickey Mouse diary for Mickey. <laughs> um, and every day that I went to bed, I would write three things that I'm grateful for in that day. In the beginning, that was very hard, and they would just be little things. Um, you know, it would be the the what you'd expect: thankful for my mom and my dad, thankful for my children. But then it was things that I really started to appreciate. Like I love autumn. I love when the when the leaves turn orange and they're crunchy leaves. Like these little things that I look out for now because I just think look for a positive in every day. There's always something. There's there's one positive. That <laughs> this is going to be a question a bit later on, but you've kind of led perfectly into it. Oh, sorry. It. No, 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 because. <laughs> Which is strange because we kind of, no, no, we came into it. And so I guess one thing I was going to ask you is if you had three things that you would remember your brother about, and you, you might have already touched them already, you know, that you, when you sit down, if you're feeling low, and, you know, if it's on his birthday or whatever it is, if you could think of three things that make you smile about your brother, what do you think they might um, be? Three things. I got them tattooed. <laughs> Live, laugh, and love. And it's love such that. a cliche of a quote. But I promise you, he lived every single day. He put everyone else before himself. If you needed something, he would be there. He loved, he loved with all his heart. There wasn't one person on his funeral. There were so many people, we didn't expect it to be the way it was, that they couldn't even fit in the church. There was a huge amount of people because he was so loved because he loved so much. Mm. And laughed, it honestly would make everyone laugh. He was just enjoyable to be around. So my three things... I got tattooed on his birthday. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You led into How that funny. really nicely. Yeah, yeah. even on your body. Although the tattoo does look like Lao. It doesn't oh, look like yeah. they've done a... They, they haven't done Live, an A. Lao and <laughs> love. He loud. But that is, that's, that's really nice. And I, yeah. you know, for anyone... I mean, you mark the loved ones that have gone in various ways, but I've also got tattooed, you know, in terms of time as my healer. And funny enough, I've got four roses around it, which that was done before I met my wife. So... I kind of yeah. see that as me, my wife, and my two yeah, children. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way I look at it anyway. Um, well, I've got another um, tattoo on my ankle. Yeah. Um, so my friend designed it. And me, my sister, went at the same time. And my mum, my, me and my sister got the exact same tattoo. So it's a heart with Mickey written through with um, angel wings. And my mum was getting a little... It was her first ever tattoo. She was too scared to get tattoos, but she got a tattoo of Mickey and Anthony around her wrist. And my, and my dad was getting Mickey down his arm. And the four of us were sat in the waiting room. And as they called us to go in, on the radio came, hey, Mickey, you're so fun, you're so fun, you're blown. And we were just like, <laughs> oh my goodness. But um, the, um, oh, I can't remember what they're called. The guy that does the funeral. Um, 
Undertaker's? Yes, The Undertaker was actually my dad's friend and he had heard that me and my sister got the same tattoo. Mm. So without us knowing, he got the design and um, the coffin is engraved with the exact same. Oh, wow. So then my mum was like, um, obviously she wants the same, so she then went and got it on her back. And so my mum and my, me and my sister and the coffin have all got the same symbol, the heart with the wings. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess another conversation that I think could probably be improved, and I, I think that the grief and taboo are in the UK, can, there's a lot more that can be done about it. And that's why I wrote The Magical Wood originally, was because I wanted to try and open up the conversation yeah. with young children. Um, Amazing book, by the way. I love your book. I'm not just saying that because you're you. here. You know, <laughs> yeah, we you know, what, that you know I'm your, your number one fan <laughs> for your book. Yeah, no, you've been amazing. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, do you think there's anything more that could be done maybe to open up the conversation in schools? I mean, you've obviously got children in school and um, secondary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. I think there, sh there definitely should be. Um, I have, I had a girl that I went to school with um, that her mum and her dad passed away and she found it really tough. Um, and also I've got um, a cousin who lost her mum. Um, but schools didn't seem to know how to deal with it. It was kind of like to not talk about it, in which these people that um, only I, I've experienced, I've, there could be other people that have gone through school and been absolutely fine. But it was then that was used as an excuse to not have to do their, their, their sorry, not to not have to do their coursework or to come in school if they didn't want to. Um, and I just felt like if they had had that bit more support and actually, you know, it is very sad what's happened. It's awful, but you have to kind of get back into it because now when you're faced with the real world, people don't give you that, you know, that reason and excuse that it's okay not to turn up because something's yeah. happened, but school kind of did. So I do feel like there definitely should be more yeah, for no, children. I, I agree with yeah. you. I think for if there was a uh, maybe an improved support network within schools yeah you know so when the bereaved child is suffering then they would have a room that they could go into or speak i know a lot of schools are getting yeah. a lot better um and resources are getting better but um i totally agree with you because again and we, we also talked a little bit earlier about mental health um you know and i always say that grief isn't essentially a mental health but you know if it's not approached talked about at a young yeah. age then it can go on to affect you later on in life. Well, it's funny because I think grief could be a, a part of mental health because the emotions that you physically go through, it, it it's draining, it's hard. And it's mm. I think with being with school, it would actually be quite nice for them to have somebody to talk to that's not at home. Because for me, me and my family are really, really close. And when it happened, he was where everyone came it was big to hold everyone it was you know we didn't even talk about it every morning it would get up we would come here and we would all experience this grief but there would be a day where you know my dad might go and see his friend or my mum might go and see her friend or her sister or and my sister would go out but because it was here at my house I didn't I didn't meet anyone else right. so I feel like obviously I know it's different with schools but if I'd had someone to talk to my own that wasn't you know, in that going through that raw emotion that I'm going through, yeah. I could have just opened up a bit more on my feelings. So with school, 
if they can go to school and speak to somebody, it definitely takes them. I think that's um, everything you've said is so true because, you know, and I can speak from experience being 12 years old. Everyone, when you're going through grief, and you can, you know, that as an adult too, but like you said, everyone goes through their own experience, they deal with it their own way. And yeah, if there was that support that they know they can, once they're in school, they don't have to fear going into school. Yeah, yeah. And they can have that support. Yeah. So um, I guess, and you might have said it already just now, but if there are any young listeners out there, and, you know, you guys obviously have a, a very large uh, YouTube following that's a yeah. young demographic. <laughs> um, have you got any, like, messages for someone that might be going through bereavement at the moment? I, I would say, what would I say? I'm going to think about this. I think time isn't a healer. What you do is you learn to live a new life, mm -hmm. but there is a positivity in, ev in everything you do. And as much as you don't feel like it, just look, um, just keep looking out for those little positives. Even something like the birds, the birds and their tweeting. Honestly, it's those little things that will get you through. Each day, think to one to three, write what you're grateful for and just keep going and you will get there you, you just it's a long journey but you will get there eight years on i'm still emotional sometimes uh, you know yeah. you say about mental health yeah. i have to i have to work out and if i don't then i get quite down it's just my way of you know just dealing that, that's with that's a great tip isn't it life so yeah so just exercise is a great way of dealing yeah, with, definitely. with grief yeah um you know, being creative, if, you know, if you like writing, drawing, painting, whatever it is, yeah. you know, and like you said, exercise. It's just trying to find that as hard as it is, it's trying to find some kind of normality and mm. enjoyment. Mm. You have to, you just have to look for it. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's, it's, it really is really it hard, isn't it? I want to know what the right thing to say to somebody is, but I just... I think, is there a right thing? I, I don't, don't think know. there is a right thing. I think, you know, again, it's it's letting children, adults know that somebody's there for yeah, them. And, yeah. And again, something we haven't talked about is, did you find maybe after a certain period of losing your brother that, you know, you obviously have that instant support network of people going, I'm so sorry for your loss and all of that. And then it kind of, the experience can be that it goes quiet. Yeah. You know? Did you find that at all? Yes, definitely. Um, and a friend of mine always sticks in my head because she came to me that she came um, and spoke to me a couple of days later, and she said, "If you need me within the next few days, she said, call me, but I won't be here within the next couple of weeks. When everyone then goes back to life, that's when I'll be there." Amazing. And I always kind of thought, "What?" And then it made so much sense, like you said everyone's life goes on and mine didn't seem to for a long time and it kind of felt lonely because even walking down the high street and we were having to choose going to the shop to choose flowers and stuff it was just seeing everyone else I remember looking around thinking they're just going on with their lives and my life has just literally been ripped from underneath me it's yeah just, it's, it's that you, you you're not the same person it, anymore are no you? You know, no you've, no and and I think your friends and loved ones who need to appreciate the fact that you've changed as a person. Yeah, know? yeah. I don't know if you found that at all. But um, yeah, so 
wow, that was a really quick half an hour. Um, I think one final thing that I'd love to end on is, and it's quite a tough one, really. If you were sat there with your brother for one last time and you could say something to him, is there anything specifically that you would say? Um, <laughs> first of all, I think I'd tell him that he's a bloody idiot for uh, driving <laughs> driving uh, his motorbike. Um, gosh, I think about this all the time, all the time. There's, there's, oh gosh, just one thing. I just tell him that I absolutely love him, and I, and I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Oh, that I just absolutely really I just miss him so much like, I love him so much and he was just a huge part of our um, family and gosh yeah he's missed yeah I think I'd just hug him I just yeah, yeah. yeah. just yeah now that's I think that would be the response for a lot of yeah, people yeah yeah I think so and, and yeah. I'd be the same with my dad you know if I sat there with him today yeah it'd be the same so thank you so much for sharing oh you're that. welcome yeah. Um, so yeah I mean I, I can't thank you enough for sitting here and sharing your story with our listeners and I'm sure that everyone's going to get a lot out of it um, everyone's story is individual but it's been really amazing and inspiring listening to your oh, your you. story about your brother so thank you so much thanks no thank you 